This is episode 506 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, Selco's Favorite Survival Exercise, Prep in Your Everyday Life, Then Add Pressure. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the HydroBlue VersaFlow water filter. Now the VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter. With the possibility of filtering up to 100,000 gallons, the VersaFlow could filter one gallon of water for each family member for many, many years. To make it easy for you, I've created a free video and a PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Now, right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. To watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial, and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. And guys, that is Prepper Website, not the Prepper Website podcast. Uh, Sometimes I just start rolling and I forget that, but just wanted to let you know that it's PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow to get that video and the PDF. All right, so let me do a couple of things here before we actually jump into our article Um, There was a couple of reviews that I received on iTunes, and so I just want to share those out. And I believe this one is from, this first one is from Euless. While looking for preparedness shows to listen, I stumbled onto this podcast. By far the best one, good, reliable news, and info and not intro music, which is the best part. Todd always keeps everything easy to understand and goes out of his way to give us All the points of view of each article he had carefully analyzed. Keep up the great work and thanks. So, Euless, thanks so much for leaving that. Then I got a three-star from Thug Life. So, um, I appreciate the reviews. Man, I, you know, just three stars. But, I, you know, I understand. You know, people have their opinions. So, anyway, the, the review goes, most of the articles about emergency preparedness he reads are pretty good. I skipped the ones that talk about how evil liberals and immigrants are trying to destroy the country. As a black person that grew up in Kentucky, I'll never be convinced that conservative areas are safe havens as some articles seem to imply. I don't know if that was completely the case there. I'd like to know exactly which article he's referring to where uh, conservative areas were the safe havens. But uh, or at least, you know, away from immigrants or whatever. But anyway, everybody has their opinion. And the thing is, is I've I've realized over the years, I cannot make everybody happy. Um, You know, if there's times where I'll talk about my faith and people who are not faith filled will send me an email. You got to stop talking about faith. You know, other people like Todd, you're not talking about faith enough. Some people you're not talking about politics or you talk about this politics or that politics or you know, you're you're giving Donald Trump a pass. You're not giving, Do- you know, Donald Trump a pass, you know. So there's all those different views out there. And so I understand there's people 
listening from all over the place and and not just the United States but all over the world really which is great and I don't you know sometimes I talk about things I don't even really take into account some of the other things that are going on in in other places as far as how they would see things right and so uh, I do appreciate the reviews I do listen to them even if I don't agree with the you know an email or what someone says I do try to reflect on it. Now, I might come up with the, you know, the idea or I might come up with the the reflection of, you know what? No, this person is not getting where I'm coming from. They're not really listening to what I said. Uh, or there's times where maybe I change what I need to, what, what I'm doing if I really feel that I'm going in, in the wrong direction. So I really do try to reflect and uh, pay attention and uh, also I'm a person of faith and so I'm guided by uh, the word of God and the Holy Spirit and all of that stuff and so you know that's that's part of it as well so uh, thanks for the reviews I think that's always helpful to help uh, to you know people to to make a decision if they want to you know listen to the podcast or not so if you haven't given us a review I'd love for you to go over to iTunes and leave us a review uh, or, you know, if you're listening on another podcast network, if they have the ability to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it means a lot. Thanks so much. Now, I want to jump into another comment that I received on the Facebook group. Actually, it was kind of just left for everyone there. But um, last week, I talked about the active shooting uh, situation in in Florida. But then I also brought in... Uh, some of the things that a friend of mine who is a pastor um, down in, in, you know, close to uh, Santa Fe, Texas, that had this the shooting last year and some of the things that he said. And so this person here is actually in Texas, actually uh, really, really close to me, Michael. And he shared a couple of ideas that I wanted to share because it really goes with what I'm going to be reading about in, in in the article. So let me go ahead and read this. This is coming from Michael, coming from the Facebook group. Todd, I just finished the Active Shooter podcast. I responded last year as a paramedic to the Santa Fe school shooting. Since they are our neighboring town, I arrived within eight minutes of shots being fired. Mental preparedness is an absolute must for any emergency situation. I had mentally rehearsed for years my response to an active shooter incident. I have also trained multiple agencies in it too. Thus, when the call came in, I dropped a single expletive and was immediately able to go into a frosty mindset. The podcast mentioned shooters firing through windows. I can tell you it was certainly on my mind when I had to cross 100 yards of wide open area to reach the front doors of the large glass walled two-story school entrance. My exact, my exact thought was, if he has a rifle, I'm, I made an immediate entry with responding officers. Most, if not all of us, had the same mindset of, we're not Boward County. I won't go into details of what it was like inside. An open forum is not the proper place to discuss that. However, I will say that my training and preps paid off. I did have some lessons learned. I now carry a full-size sidearm strapped to my TACMED armor. All I had that day was my Ruger LCP that I carry when I'm on duty with EMS. That was not very comforting in this situation. I also set my armor up with more drop kits that contain basic bleeding control supplies that I can drop with victims as I keep moving towards the shooter. It was 
a literally unforgettable day. I still suffer the demons of that day, but I know I would feel a thousand times worse if I had been off that day and unable to respond. I pray that I never have to respond to another mass shooting, but I continue to train and prepare for the next one. Michael, hey, thanks so much uh, for being a listener and for your service out there as a first responder and being prepared and choosing not to, uh, you know, to shy away from from the fight and moving in there and saving saving lives. So uh, I I know I heard some of the stories of what went on in there, and so I know that uh, when you say it's not you know for a public forum to discuss it, I completely agree with you and uh, and understand that some of the things that you saw there you know will be with you. But I wanted to go back to the mental preparedness here because I've talked about that before a lot, where you go through uh, you know go through a situation in your mind and you're able to war game it a little bit, you know, and you're able to, you know, how would I respond? Um, I want you to think, and I know that I mentioned this before, but I want to mention it again. When you have a dream and you wake up and that dream was just so real, you might wake up like in sweats and, and, uh, you know, your heart might be racing and all those types of things. Your mind was believing that that was real. Your mind was going through, you know, this scenario in your in your dream, and that's why you have all of these physical, you know, these, these physical things like, you know, you're you're sweating, your heart is racing, and, and you know, it's it's so crazy. Sometimes you even wake up from it because the dream is so vivid. Your imagination, though, is so very powerful. And so if you can imagine different things, sometimes your your mind doesn't know the difference between an imagination and what is real. So if you can imagine what you're going through, you can start to train some of your responses and your your mind is not and this isn't woo-woo stuff here. I'm not trying to to get all, you know, mystical on you or anything, but you're able to fight through some of those things where initially, if you never have done any kind of thought about it, or you, you find yourself in a situation that you are not familiar with at all, the tendency would be to freeze as opposed to if you have thought things through and if you have kind of fought with it and wrestled with it, what would you do? How would you act? How would you respond? Then it's a lot easier for you to be able to jump into gear. You still might have that first, you know, that frozen response. You might be, you know, kind of uh, like, wow, am I really here in this situation? But it's a little bit easier because your brain has been able to go through it. So it's like, it's like anything when you have experience in something, right? So if you have never worked on a computer before and you've never, you know, been into a program or whatever then you've got to fight through the understanding of how to navigate that program and you got to figure it out. But then the next time you go into it, it's a little bit easier. And the next time and the next time, and by the time you know it, you get into stuff and you start doing it without even really thinking. And that's part of the idea of that mental preparedness and having that. And so Michael is mentioning that training that way is being able to imagine what would I do? How would I respond? And it's it's a help to get past that initial freeze of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I find myself in this situation. You're able to push through that and get to a point where you're able you're able to act and save lives. And you know, it might not be someone else's life. It might be your life. It might be your family's life, your kids' lives that you're saving in a situation like that. 
And so that, that's important to do. So I'm glad that, um, that you left that, Michael, on the Facebook group for other people to read. So if you're not on the Facebook group, I welcome you to come over and be a part of our Facebook group. There's always some good stuff there. Uh, a lot of people with a lot of experience have a lot of things to share. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, there is a link in the show notes and also on the Prepper website, podcast.com that will get you directly over there. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. It comes to us from theorganicprepper.com and it's entitled Selco's Favorite Survival Exercise, Prep in Your Everyday Life, Then Add Pressure. So you'll know why I, you know, that that one comment from Michael, that post on, on the Facebook group, uh, kind of lends itself to what Selco is going to be writing here. Now, um, if you're new to the podcast, I've read Selco's articles before. Now, Selco is writing, you know, English is a second language for him. So a lot of the times when I read articles, I do try to correct anything that's uh, you know, maybe not in place or maybe misspelled or whatever. When it comes to reading the articles here, uh, you know, Selko's articles, I try to just read it the way that it's actually uh, written because that, that helps to just understand that it's coming from, uh, you know, from Selko, right? And it, it, it helps you to, to feel that at least, uh, I think. So uh, let's go ahead and jump in again, coming to us from the organicprepper.com, Selko's favorite survival exercise, Prep in your everyday life, then add pressure. We all tend to pay much attention to acquiring stuff, physical things, in order to be more prepared, but we often fail to prepare ourselves more physically and mentally. You need to be preparing for the things that are most likely in your regular everyday life. Then expect that you'll be under immense pressure. Everything is different when you're under pressure, but you can prepare yourself for this too. There are many ways how we can prepare ourselves more. Simple and fun things like hiking or camping are great to test some of your skills and gear too. A popular myth is that we have to be physically prepared only through more macho activities like martial arts or shooting at the range and similar. It is person-to-person based and sometimes we are limited by our own living conditions to practice some of the above activities. If you are living a day-to-day life in a big city with your family and kids, working a regular job, you find yourself very easily in a situation where all your prepping activities are based on watching YouTube videos or similar, maybe, and finding a way to implement that into your own setting. Now, you have to prep based on your everyday life and situation. Actually, you need to prep based on your own situation, and if that means day-to-day job, big city, kids, public transport, you need to implement all those factors in your prep plan. We have people living in cities that form their survival philosophy based on the idea that they're going to be surviving in wilderness or people preparing for end of the world because they think asteroid will impact while they do not see that they are living actually next to the part of the city where organized crime rules. If organized crime is very powerful now, they should conclude that it is going to be much stronger once when the SHTF. We should all prep for the time where there are not enough resources for you and all the people around you, because when that happens, violence will come. Of course, you need to know how to start fire or set up a shelter in the woods simply because you may find yourself in the woods and wilderness because you ran away from the city when SHTF. 
but it makes sense to pay more attention to your immediate surroundings. Try the everyday life exercise. It does not have to be all physical training either. Start it on an intellectual level. Use one week of your ordinary life as the beginning of your setup. Monitor and write down your daily activities every day of the week and then throw in an everyday imaginary SHTF event. A very basic and simplified example may look like this. Every day you drive to your job at 8 o'clock or use public transport. You are at a job from 9 to 5. Your kids are at school from 8 to 3. You are driving back from work from 5 to 6. Now imagine for the sake of that exercise that something big and bad happened. Like one, while you are driving to your job and while your kids are at the school. Or two, while you are at work. Or three, while you are driving back from work or school. Now gradually throw in complications. For example, the usual road home is blocked. Cell phones are not working. You do not have enough cash or fuel or nobody accepts credits at the gas station. Now, how much food or weapon or ammo should you have with you? What is an alternate way of communication with kids? Do you have prearranged meeting points with the kids if something bad happens? Have you built a cache somewhere? The examples of possible complications are numerous, and my point here is not to go and talk about all possible complications. I want you to take one ordinary day of your everyday life and imagine something bad happening in the middle of it. Then start a mental exercise of solving that situation. An important thing here to mention is that please do not let this make you become paranoid. No matter how well you plan, you can not cover all possibilities and complications. Also, your plan cannot be too complicated, otherwise you'll fail for sure. Think about the basics, safety and security, being together with your family when something bad happens and getting to a safe location. Stop planning for far-fetched scenarios when you haven't covered the likely ones. The main point of this is there is no sense in learning high-end skills if you do not have a setup to deal with an immediate SHTF that happened during an ordinary day. Or to put it another way, There is no sense to know how to start a fire with a bow drill if you do not know an alternate and quick way to your home if something bad happens, if you don't keep enough fuel on hand, and if the rest of your family does not know what to do until you get home or if you do not get home. SHTF situation often comes without warning and instructions. Then add pressure. I am a big fan of training under the pressure And that does not necessarily mean that you have to deal only with a heavy backpack. Now, pressure and comfort zones are very important in order to understand how good or how bad your plan is. In one of my last articles, I used a perfect example. And we saw again in the comments how easily people, or preppers in this case, are getting kicked out of their comfort zone. For some of them, the shock was so bad that they actually do not want to play anymore. They won't read the words of a person who has been through difficult times because some of the words are uncomfortable. The major thing about SHTF situation is that you will be under pressure and out of your comfort zone during a lot of that time. You need to get familiar with it. So there is a link to that last article that he is referring to. And I'm assuming you can go to the comments and read what people were saying there. So continuing on. 
Panic, confusion, misinformation, fear, and insecurity are all things that will happen to you no matter what you think about it today. Now, without going into the psychology of how those things work, you need to recognize how you operate under those feelings and conditions so that you may correct yourself today before the SHTF. Now, here's an example of the effects of pressure. During my last live course for one of the exercises, after a nice and calm discussion, the students were instructed to leave the house in a hurry and enter the vehicle with all of their gear. There were five of them and they had not used that car before. The car is okay for four persons, but definitely not for five of them with all their gear. They managed to fit somehow. Then during the driving, the instructor told them to, in 10 to 15 seconds, reach into their equipment and find important items like knives or weapons, maps for navigation, bandages for first aid, and similar. The car was driven by the instructor fast and rough on narrow roads with pretty heavy traffic. The heavy metal music inside the car was blasting very loud. Most of them failed to find the requested items. Some of them put important items deep inside their bags, bad organization of equipment. Remember layers? There's a link there to that. Others could not concentrate because of the unsafe driving or the fear or because of the very loud music, the distraction. Some of them just feel very uncomfortable trying to perform the task. These are examples only, again, but it is a great idea to see how you and your equipment work under pressure when you're distracted and how well your equipment is organized. And it would be even better to check all that in your immediate surroundings, whether you, where you live and work, not somewhere far away in the cabin in the woods at your bug out location where all is peaceful. Because remember, you need to reach it first. Now, the drill may look very different for you. I'm not advocating that you sit in a car and drive fast and yell at your family in order to see how they react. Start slowly and see how you and your family or group perform under small amounts of pressure and just outside of your comfort zone. That's kind of funny. I'm kind of imagining myself driving really fast and yelling at my family. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you're doing that as well. All right, <laughs> moving on. For you, it may be practicing and testing your equipment and skills while you are without electrical power for 24 hours or without running water or similar. Start slowly with the basic things in your everyday life before moving on to more elaborate scenarios. All right, so guys, that's a great article. And you can see why I wanted to read Michael's uh, you know, post on the Facebook group and then kind of move into this one because it does help you to understand that mental preparedness is a big deal. Like, if, you know, if you're listening to podcasts or watching YouTube videos, maybe even reading articles and you're gathering some gear and you're just putting it away, you know, hey, I made a bug out bag or I put it in my closet and that's it. I'm never playing with it. I'm never using it. I'm never learning how it actually works. And then I'm never putting myself in a scenario where I actually have to use it then you're going to have there's going to be some struggles when the poop hits the fan. I mean, like this article kind of mentioned, when the poop hits the fan, you're not going to be at home, you know, you know, with the news on ready to go into gear. It's quite possible that you might be in route to work. You might be at work. You might be in route to home. Right. You might be on vacation. You might be whatever, you know, and all those different things in between. And so being able to 
know what you need to do and snap to it and, and get moving is very important. Knowing what to do, knowing what, what your first steps are and being able to, to go from there, right? So that's very important. You know, so one of the things you might want to do just recently, I finished Mark Goodwin's new audiobook, uh, Cyber Armageddon. Great, great book. If you're looking for an, an audio version of it or uh, the paper version or Kindle version, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you can definitely go over to Amazon and get it, Cyber Armageddon by Mark Goodwin. And uh, in, in this, things start to kind of start going slow, and then they start ramping up and start moving a lot faster. And that's one of the reasons why I always say you need to be thinking about it. You need to be prepared. You need to be you know paying attention. I think those people that are doing that will have a jump on what needs to be what needs to be done and what they can do do and, and all that kind of stuff before everybody else, right? But one of the things that starts happening is, you know, there's that financial situation starts going on and, you know, the main character starts to make decisions based on what's going on and what's happening and what she thinks could happen. So if you were going to work, right, and all of a sudden you saw on your phone or you saw uh, on a television somewhere, maybe you stopped to get coffee or whatever, and you saw that you know the finance there was a financial situation going on, or you know, the Dow was you know dropping like majorly or whatever, and there was people on on you know on the news talking you know just going crazy, yelling and screaming and saying you know Chicken Little the sky is falling. What would you do? I mean, we've had a couple of those here recently where we've had some big plunges. Maybe nothing, right? But maybe mentally. You're saying, okay, I need to maybe start paying a little bit more attention, right? Uh, maybe you find out that uh, you get an alert on your phone that there is something going on in your neighborhood, or you know, maybe in the neighborhood next to you or the city next to you, and you can start th- thinking, you're like, hey, what would I do here? How would I respond if I was at work? And things were going down, or maybe there was a, a meltdown. You know, a nuclear one of the nuclear power plants started melting down, and it's far away from us. But the prevailing winds might be sending stuff towards us. How would I? You know, what would I do if I was at work? Uh, how would I respond if I was at my child's? You know, so- softball game or baseball game or soccer game or whatever. You know, and and different things like that. So. Thinking through these things, more than likely, you know, you're going to be at work, you're going to be asleep at home, or, you know, you're going to be, you're, you're going to be, uh, it's going to be during a weekday or, or something like that when something goes down. And so I would go there instead of going with the more like, hey, I'm on vacation or whatever, like your everyday life, kind of like what Selko was writing about. In your everyday life at work, if something went down and you were at work, how would you respond? What would you do? What would you want your kids to do, right? Would you meet somewhere? All those different things, planning through those things and and just try to imagine, let the movie of this situation play through in your head. What would I want to happen if this thing, if a terrorist, a wide uh, scale terrorist attack across the United States. Maybe they hit five big cities. What would I want to happen if I was at work? What would I want to happen for myself? What would I want my kids to happen? You know, what would I want them to do? What would I want my spouse to do? 
and you start planning that through and start thinking like, hey, this is what I would want. This is what I want would perfectly if, if I had a perfect world, this is what I would want to happen. And you kind of work through that. And then you can start making some decisions and some some plans based on that if you have to. Well, guys, that is going to be it for this article. Again, it's entitled Selco's Favorite Survival Exercise, Prepping Your Everyday Life, Then Add Pressure. That's over at theorganicprepper.com. There's a lot of links in here that you might want to go and uh, links that he referenced. So you might want to come visit this one and uh, bounce to those other articles. Uh, and then again, if you're, uh, you know, being that that one Facebook group post kind of, you know, just lends itself here. Um, again, I, I highly recommend that you start doing some mental preparedness uh, along these lines. So again, you might want to come back to this article to maybe work through it just a little bit more slowly to give yourself some ideas of what you can do. And again, don't forget, I link to every article I read in the show notes and on the website as well. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 506. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.